Hey friends, Cable here, and this week's podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Kent Cartridge. Uh, I've got a man, I've got a lot of history with this brand, going back to my college days when I was waiting tables just to fund my duck hunting addiction. That's when I first discovered Kent, and uh, I'd mess around with other brands, cheaper brands, and literally watch the pellets bounce off of greenheads. Uh, I found Kent, and I fell in love. And nothing's changed over the last 20 years except for, well, I'd say Fast Steel 2.0 is even better than the original. And Kent offers a premium shell at a sub-premium price. Check it out. It's Fast Steel 2.0. You can find it at your local retailer. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born in war, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists Think about that, targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith welcoming everybody into episode 650 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for dropping by today. It is wonderful to be here talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So appreciate you dropping by. It truly is one of the best times of the year as the Texas general season, i.e. rifle season, is underway. Deer camps across the state are filling up. Hey, maybe rifle season just opened up in your state too. Hopefully, wherever you are, maybe you're still bow hunting. Uh, but for a lot of folks who don't bow hunt, this is the best weekend of the year. Family, friends, camaraderie, buck tags being punched, the whole nine yards. It's, uh, it's tough to beat. And then the rut will be here before we know it. Or maybe, hey, you're uh, you're more of a waterfowler. That's cool. I love duck hunting just as much as I love deer hunting. Maybe that's blasphemous to some people, but hey, I do. I love it. And uh, regular season opens up next weekend. Youth season this weekend, so if you want to take a kiddo out early and make the hunt all about them, highly recommend that as well. Uh, you can't you can't replace those smiles, and you certainly can't replicate them by a kiddo sitting in front of a TV screen playing video games. That I do know. Uh, so anyway, hope you've got big plans to get outdoors. What are we doing on today's show? Well, let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that black rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the one with the mud caked on it from duck seasons that have long come and gone because we are ready to rock and roll. We've got... Uh, a very interesting guest today in the form of Jarrett Ray Reddick. You might know him 
as Jarrett Rennick. You might not know him at all, actually, uh, but you probably have heard of the name Bowling for Soup, the Texas punk rock band that he's been the front man of for over two decades. And Jarrett, like I said, very interesting guy uh, who has made a lot of money. He has played in front of massive crowds. He's traveled the world. Truly a punk rock legend. But uh, Jarrett recently put out his first country record. And the slice of humility that comes along with that, basically starting over from scratch and willing to go back on the road in a van when you've played in front of hundreds of thousands of fans, but to go back, to come home to Texas, get back in a van and open up for acts that maybe draw 500 people on a, on a Friday night, that I think is a story worth telling. So uh, also some funny deer camp shenanigans from his earlier years. Uh, he, he has a couple of them that are certainly, you might cringe when you hear them, uh, but they are funny just the same. Uh, he also enjoys fishing, so we might talk a little bit about that, but we're going to hear some brand new music and have uh, what I think is going to be an entertaining conversation with Jarrett coming up here momentarily. So that's what's on the docket for today. I'm looking forward to it. Let's uh, let's do a quick giveaway. How about a Stealth Cam Reactor wireless trail camera? These things retail for like 160 bucks. I've told you how awesome they are. I've got three or four of them up in Oklahoma, another half a dozen on the place out in West Texas. And I just, you know, I just sit here in North Texas in the studio and get updates sent right to my cell phone, which it's a great management tool because, hey, maybe this buck's an up and comer. We're not going to hunt him until next year. Meanwhile, look at the neck on that beast. We need to get him next weekend. Whatever the case. Maybe you've got a hog problem. Yeah, it's going to tell you when you should be in that blind in order to uh, put a little dent in the swine population. But we're going to give away the reactor. Just text in, or sorry, email uh, Stealth Cam, that's Stealth Cam, to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And we will send out a Stealth Cam reactor to one lucky winner. And don't forget the data plans are as cheap as $5 a month these days. They've come down significantly from the early days of uh, wireless cellular cameras. Uh, so yeah, excited to, to get one of these into the hands of one lucky listener. Um, we're gonna take a break. Coming up next, Jarrett Ray Reddick of Bowling for Soup joins us in studio on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Now there's two more tears in Texas tonight One more lonely man No arms to hold me tight If you're looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW, then 3 Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guide scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. 
In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. Hey, this is Kevin Van Dam, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. He's a taker, he'll take her to places and make her fly higher than she's ever dared to. He'll take his time before taking advantage, taking her easy and There's slow. a little Waylon Jennings bringing us back and on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Why not? Because uh, the man sitting across from me. Has a Waylon Jennings tattoo on his arm, <laughs> among other things he's covered in tats. Uh, yes, that is right. Jarrett Ray Reddick is here in studio. Well, I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for being here today. And we are about to uh, visit with the Bowling for Soup front man. But before we do that, this segment of the show brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'm a proud member. I'd love for you to get plugged in because there is no group that is doing more to protect your rights as a sportsman or woman, both from a hunting and conservation standpoint. For more info, head over to safariclub.org to join our ranks. We'd love to have you. Uh, with that being said, let's bring him on right now. Jarrett Ray, or is it Jarrett? I don't know. We'll figure that out. Uh, but uh, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so, uh, for the listener... Man, I'm sure somebody's described it to you before, but it's like, uh, it's like I feel like I'm Snow White, you know, and like all of the animals have come out of the forest to look at me. The, these are very still animals, though. They're very still. Yeah, they're, uh, it's like the um, the that there was a skit on Saturday Night Live where Will Ferrell um, was he? Gosh, who was he being? Uh, um, oh, you know. Oh, gosh, I, I this is such a terrible radio story. You're gonna have to edit this. Uh, he was being um, okay. Edit that out. Don't worry. No, <laughs> no, leave it in. I don't care. It's, oh, he was being Robert Goulet, and he's like uh, up in nature, and he's uh, and the the this de- like deer comes up, and he's just like staring contest. You win. You always do. I do remember that now. Yeah. So okay, Jarrett Ray. What did people call you, Jarrett or Jarrett Ray? What Jarrett, am I supposed to so, call you here? Yeah, what's the deal with the name? So Jarrett Reddick is my name. My mm-hmm. middle name is Ray. That's it's the legitimate name of me. Um, when I started to do the country thing, um, I really needed to distinguish myself from all of the other stuff that I had done in the past. Because if you tell Alexa or I don't know what's in here, but any of those people to play Jarrett Reddick. Mm-hmm. They're going to play so many things outside of Bowling for Soup that I've done in the past, like movies and, and, and saying on other people's stuff and just so much, so many other things and Bowling for Soup. So uh, I just basically go by my full name. It sounds countryer right. and it sort of hope and at some point, hopefully it tricks that algorithm into knowing that there are two completely separate kinds of music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so. You're probably the first, I would say, punk rocker that we've had in studio. I mean, yeah. there's a litany of of uh, country guests. Yeah, that have been, been here. in here. I mean, Cody Jinks, Gary P. Nunn. Yeah. 
And but you're probably the first one who's just you know known for being a punk rocker. And I'm from here too. Like I live right down the street, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the band's originally from Wichita Falls. Yeah, we grew up in Wichita Falls. When we started the band, we moved to Denton. Um, Denton became home really, really quickly for mm. us. Uh, and then and Chris is still there. Guitar player still there. Gary's in Little Elm. I'm in Prosper. And then um, our bass player is in Pennsylvania. And we got crew guys everywhere, but uh, we—if you were to ask us where home is, we would definitely still say Denton. Right. Yeah. Well, I started out in Waco and then ended my illustrious college career in Denton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, so, that's not too. Not I love my time in Denton. I really did. It it's was a, a good cool spot. Town. It really is. You know, it's there's just to me there's kind of something for everybody. It's low key enough to where it feels like a small town, but there's still things to do. Mm-hmm. Good food. Oh you yeah. Know? Um, so, uh, I mean, in college though, I wasn't picky. I was like, uh, I want to go to Cool Beans and have a burger. One two ninety nine on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Burger and a soda. Yeah. Burger, fries, and a soda for two ninety nine on I a Friday. I skipped the soda. Just went for the beer. Really? But, yeah. but it was included. Yeah. So you know. But yes, that that's what we ate before shows back then too. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of uh, you know, or split a split a burrito over at uh, Lucky Lou's or. Uh huh. Oh know. yeah. Uh, so. You're not the you're not the first punk rocker or, or rocker to make a transition to, to country music. Sure. Um, you know Elvis Presley did it. Um, who are some of the other ones? Uh, well, Aaron Lewis has been on the show. Yeah. He hasn't been here, but he's been a couple times. And uh, Darius Rucker. I mean, even yeah. from my my youth. You know, you're probably just a tad older than me, but and. Uh, so many of them go into the writing side of things mm-hmm. for country too. I mean, it's you know that whole world is just kind of blown up, and there's a bunch of people from my world, from the pop punk thing, that are writers now. But you know, it's a it's a pretty easy transition, mm-hmm. honestly. When I break it down for most of the time, it starts out as that seems crazy that you would go from punk rock to country, and then when I'm like, well, is it because it's both are four chords. They're both singing about things, you know, relationships, beer, you know, uh, you know, kind of doing what you want, ready to party, whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing. And for me, lyrically, bowling and bowling for soup, I tell stories. If you think about 1985, that's mm-hmm. a story. You think about girl, the bad guys want. It's a story, almost a story, you know. And all of that comes from, you know, listening to Waylon and Willie and and growing up and listening to, and Kenny Rogers. I mean, goodness gracious, how great it was the imagery that he would paint in Coward of the County, you know, um, and even that little baseball song that my wife hates. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I grew up listening to, uh, I have a Waylon and Willie tattoo for the uh, listener I'm showing you Oh, yeah, there's Willie right there. There's the redheaded stranger. And, uh, you know, I've had the, I did those before I went country, so they are legit. And, um, you know, that's that's what I grew up listening to. So it's it's easy transition, especially from the writer's side of things. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, I don't imagine that hunting was a big part of the punk rock scene in the mid nineties and early two thousands. Didn't do a lot of hunting then. Um, so I, but I did grow up in Wichita falls. And so, um, I had a deer lease there for four years. Did you? Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, uh, buyers, but not, Oh, I know what buyers is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Buyers on the way to, on the way to Eureka postage stamp really. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all they have there actually is a post office and a gas station. (laughs) And, uh, but, and a school, you know, but, um, so I did hunt when I was a kid. Uh, my my uh, my grandpa had some land in Nocona, mm-hmm. and so we would quail hunt. And uh, it's mostly like 
It's essentially like me going with my brother and his friends. They were five years older than me. Uh, so we would hunt during the day and then they would just get completely hammered at <laughs> night and uh, I would throw firecrackers in the, in the fire. Right. You know? And uh, which I learned the hard way, uh, not the smartest thing to do. It puts holes in your tent. Oh. And uh, I got in trouble for that the next day. They were very, very upset with me because it's, uh, you know, I guess it was the shrapnel yeah. was kind of going everywhere. But I, um, now I, I have a really bad hunting story for you. So I, we, again, we would go down there every once in a while we would hunt and I, we, I'm out. And, uh, first thing that had happened was my, uh, one of my brother's friends shot this armadillo and, uh, that thing would not die. And, um, the next thing that happened was I'm, me and my brother are walking through the, the, you know, the kind of the woods and a big bird like flies up and he goes, shoot it. And then he goes, no, don't. And by then I was, because, you know, I just wanted to shoot something. Right. And um, this, I, you just hear this, like the craziest noise ever, right? So we go, we find it and it's this snow white owl. Oh my gosh. And it's still alive. And he's like, you got to put it out of its misery, right? <laughs> and so he tells me. There's a statute of limitations on this, by the way. So this was when you, this was 40 something years ago. So you're good. <laughs> oh yeah. This was so long. It really was. It probably, you know, it was 35, probably yeah. 30 more than that. Um, so anyway, I, he tells me that it's some rare owl from like Antarctica or something. It got me to believe it that I'd shot this like, yeah. and that was it, man. I was like, I'm never shooting anything else again, ever. <laughs> Come to find out, it's just a barn owl. Right, yeah. And there's, they're, they're, so, they're, not, they're not having any problems surviving. No. I just still shouldn't have shot it, and he shouldn't have told me to, but the sound that that thing made, and then me thinking I had shot some kind of endangered species, I was like, you know, I could do without this. This is fine. Yeah. But the one thing I do want to shoot, and I and I and not, I don't have a problem with hunting, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I, it, I it's just not for me. No, but you got to shoot a you got to shoot a whitetail for your country street cred. I I want to shoot a, a pig. I want to shoot oh, yeah. a, a wild boar thing. Um, yeah. But I I've always wanted to do that, uh-huh. and I would shoot a deer. I think because I understand the reason that it's important that we hunt, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Daryl Hall has Lyme's disease and wants all of the deer in the world to die. <laughs> that's funny. Then that, that's rude. I mean, you know, what are you going to do when your big brother, your little kid, he's like, shoot that thing. Yeah. You're there. To, you want to impress your big brother? Yeah. And, I, and honestly, you're a little kid. You're just there to, all you want to do is shoot something. Mm-hmm. There were no quail, you know, um, and that's what we were there to do. Yeah. And we used to get, you know, several... We would go in, and uh, he. I remember one time his brother didn't. We, you know, that the, the one thing that you have to learn when you're a young hunter is when you shoot that quail, you've got to snap its head off, you know. And there's a reason for that that people um, that that listen to this show probably right. know, but you know, <laughs> middle class kids from Wichita Falls just go into a, a lease to let off steam in Okona. I didn't really know what the hell was going on, and so one of his friends put the thing in his in his in his back, you know, in the little thing. And that thing was still alive. I just started, oh, yeah. I just started going crazy back there. You got to ring, ring their neck. Got to ring their neck. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. pretty good at that. Right. That's the, that's the little brother's job. Yes. Uh, but those barn owls are, uh, they're, they're a dime a dozen. And I've had to deal with is like, what they'll do is they'll take up residency in a deer blind. 
Oh. Especially like the older deer blinds that don't have window, like the there's just a cutout space. Sure. Not really a window. Uh, they'll get in there and then they'll have a nest in there. And then you've got bones and droppings and it's just an unholy mess. Just a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're probably not too keen on you going in there. Uh, yeah. They are. They don't, <laughs> they don't care for it. So I've, I've had to remove them from, you yeah. know, get them out of there, whether they fly or jump or whatever. But, However it is. Yeah. yeah. One, one time it was penance for, uh, shooting the wrong deer when I first got into deer hunting mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my buddy's dad, I shot this, I shot that buck right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was in South Texas and, uh, they had told me to shoot a specific deer and they said it had orange ear tags and this wasn't a high fence place. This was a, a place where the neighboring ranch was doing a study. And so they would net these deer as yearlings and put tags in their ears to see their antler development over the course of their lifetime. Okay. And they were like, shoot the one with the orange ear tags. He comes to this Sendero. That deer walks out. I'm like, well, that's the biggest deer I've ever seen. Boom. Right. Orange ear tags. And they were like, no, 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 no. This is, there, there must be two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, you're going to go up and I've got this, these barn owls nesting in blinds all over the property and you're now the maintenance man you're the maintenance mm-hmm. right yeah it was well, worth it because there's the deer <laughs> yeah i know it, it, it's it's beautiful yeah I mean, my goodness yeah uh, for the longest time it was the biggest buck i ever shot we're gonna do this we're gonna take a quick break uh we'll come back and hear some tunes i know you've got another uh hunting story that's gonna make people laugh a little bit maybe cringe too uh but we'll do that next that segment Brought to you by Vortex Optics and their new fall lineup of Vortex Wear apparel. Uh, From pants to hoodies to fleece pullovers, you name it, they've got something for everybody. Uh, I actually am digging their new flannel shirts. And you can find their entire lineup of apparel at VortexOptics.com. Plus, use that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out to save 20% off your order. We'll be right back with more from the Barn Owl assassin himself, Jarrett Ray Reddick, on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Well, there's cool and there's high And things that come just to stir the pot And words it ain't worth the time they take to say It's time to tell you about Protect products. Veteran-owned and made in the USA, Protect makes your water work harder for you in the field. They have a hydration electrolyte formula for endurance and replenishment. Perfect for elk hunting, right? Uh, energy formula for when you need an extra kick. Immunity for optimizing the immune system. And one of my favorites, the rest formula to ensure deep sleep and proper recovery. All the formulas are liquid, so they mix instantly in your water bottle or camelback. And the cool thing is they don't gunk them up like a powder with that messy residue. They also have an easy-to-use line of mineral sunscreen for quick and odorless application and all-day protection in the field. For more info... Head over to protect.com to see their entire lineup. That's protect, P-R-O-T-E-K-T.com. Hey guys, Cable here for Cryo and More, the one-stop feel-good shop in McKinney, Texas. I've been going there for over a year now. All your holistic healing needs with cold, heat, and compression therapy services. And these services, they're the fastest way that I've found to reduce inflammation and to get to the root cause of pain. You don't need to be in pain, though, in order to benefit from these services. Cryotherapy helps with burning calories, optimizing sleep, boosting energy, and much more. 
I can tell you that's true because I feel like a brand new man every time I get out of the cryo chamber. Uh, plus, compression therapy helps promote healthy blood flow. Come in anytime before 1 o'clock, 1 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Say the words cold outdoors and you'll get $10 off your cryo session. That's cryoandmore.com. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. We've got Jarrett, Ray, and Reddick here in studio with us of Bowling for Soup. Recently put out his own uh, country record, his first foray into what I would say is uh, our music scene here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. And we're going to hear some brand new tunes here momentarily. First, though, this segment brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants and my good friends over at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Okay, well, Jarrett, let's get back into it here, man. So what was the biggest gig you would say that you've ever played? And it could be like the most people in attendance or yeah. the most significant for your career. Right, um, so I can probably tell you both. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest in attendance 2007 download festival in the UK 110,000 people oh wow um which is uh, the only way that i can describe it is it's like you 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 can see the end of the stage and then all you can see is you can't see the end of the people wow um so that was definitely the most people we've ever played in front of we've gotten close to that several times cuz at those festivals you know they just you know that's just the way it is um, you know, biggest show of our career is really hard. I mean, the good thing for, you know, and we're talking Bowling for Soup here, um, is we never really, you know, had like a, like a huge spot. Like we didn't ever shoot to stardom. It was always mm-hmm. like this constant climb. And that's really benefited us now 28 years in because we didn't have a big fall either. Yeah, and so now we play to more people than we ever have. We're doing arenas in the UK now. We're doing, you know, we're selling out um, shows in the US pretty much everywhere we play, and you know, as far as our streaming numbers are insanely huge, and and so, um, you know, it's just I, I feel like we just laid a really really good groundwork as we went, right? Um, but you know, I mean, if I was gonna say you know one show, you know, it'd be. Uh, 1999 we play we were down at South by Southwest and this is just a, one of those lessons that I think you know everybody dri- driving around or listening to this or whatever it's a good one to tell your kids you know because this is true it happened we um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where you, you never know who's in the room mm-hmm. always get up there and do your show always do your best you know no matter what it is you know whether it's sports or whatever it doesn't matter get out there and try because yeah. you never know who's watching we played this show to nobody. It was literally, there was literally nobody there. The, the, and by that, what I mean is there were people that were kind of standing up against the walls, but there was nobody there to see us. Nobody. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we had four shows that weekend and this was in the middle of the day, but we got up there and we did our thing. The guy that saw us was the head of Live Nation at the time mm. and basically is still our promoter 
in the UK 22 years later. But that one show is all of these festivals that we do, again, playing arenas in the United Kingdom now. Um, and really taking off in the United Kingdom is really what catapulted the U.S. Because had we not started to really blow up there, we wouldn't have got a chance to make a second record here mm. for Jive Records, which is what Girl the Bad Guys Want was on, which then you know started our, our, our big climb here in the U.S. So, man, just... You just never know who's in the room. So that's really important because in today's age, I think there's this entitlement. 100%. Deal. It's like, oh, I showed up. Where's my trophy? Right. I'm like, exactly. Mm, no. 100%. You work your ass off. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, American Aquarium has a song, the harder you work, the mm-hmm. luckier you get. Yeah. I think those are words of wisdom right there. 100%. It's like yeah. James Harrison. Uh, from this, I'm a Steelers fan. I know that. Probably doesn't go over well in this house, but uh, oh, that's blasphemy. You're talking about the Cowboys in your song. I know. Come on. Well, I talk. I I'm a Cowboys sympathizer, uh-huh. um, but my dad is from Pittsburgh, and uh, so I I grew up with it pounded into my head. But James Harrison from the Steelers, uh, his son got a participation trophy one year from football or whatever, <laughs> and he was like, "You didn't win that, right? You know, like go give that back." <laughs> and maybe that's. A little harsh, maybe that's too much, but it does. I mean, it, there's something there to it, you know, that there is some entitlement to things. And it, you know, it's funny. My my son is in in so many activities that he can't can't keep it straight. Right. And because of that, sometimes some things suffer for something else to to be the thing that he's paying attention to. And he's in karate, and he is two two belts, so he's pre black belt. If, if for those of you who, who know Taekwondo, so his belt is black, but he's not a black belt yet. He has two more to go, and but he got busy with baseball, with mm-hmm. School of Rock, with all of these other things that he does, and wasn't going to lessons. And you know, he didn't pass his belt test, and the and the guy just was like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't really know what to do, and you know, maybe he can come for a private lesson. We could do this, and it's like, you know, he needs to know that if he doesn't perform right then he doesn't get it you know and and now he has an understanding of like hey you know at at, right now we're waiting till the end of baseball and then he's going to commit to it and he's gonna be like look i'm gonna go three times a week until i get my black belt Mm -hmm. and and he's learned something and that's important yeah no absolutely not and there's not everybody's a winner in life not everybody wins and you know when you find that out is when you really really need to find you know it's not everybody's going to get the promotion yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so you recently put out this album, Just Woke Up. Yep. And, we, you know, the transition into what you said was a very natural transition. Yeah. Into country. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about this project. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Bowling for Soup started in 94. You know, I, we, I've done a lot of things throughout my time uh, in in being in a punk rock band. and and uh, But one of the things that I always wanted to do was put out a country record. I just didn't really know in what capacity I wanted to do it and I knew that if Bowling for Soup did it it would be taken as as a novelty and that was Mm. kind of the last thing I wanted to I didn't really want to put out another funny thing because I have I have another band that I'm in that's funny and I have another band that I'm in that does duets only and you know this kind of thing so I've already kind of run the gamut of these bands that do this stuff and the pandemic hit and uh, we went through the first year I wrote a Bowling for Soup record we went and recorded it and there I am at home and uh, just playing online shows all the time. And my buddy, Zach Malloy, who 
listener, if you know the band The Nixons, he's in The Nixons, but he's also... Sister, yeah. I miss you. That's, that's yeah. Zach. So he's a writer now. He mm-hmm. writes in and does country and, and rock and writes a lot of Hailstorm songs if you're still a rock guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Skillet, he writes a bunch of their stuff. Okay. Um, so, but he has a Carrie Underwood number one. And so he's embedded in that whole world. And he and I are very, very close. And, uh, he one day was just like, all right, let's do it. You know, you've been talking about this for, since I've met you and we got nothing but time. (laughs) And so we literally wrote this record. It's the first of its kind for me. We wrote this album over text message sending vocal things back and forth and little voice memos of the melodies and all of this. All of that was compiled into Google Drive and literally put together like that. And then we just went in with us in the studio with a band and recorded it all in one day. Oh, wow. And then I did the vocals. It took me three days to do that, um, mostly because we just really wanted to hang out too because I hadn't been out of my house and I got to go to Nashville. And I yeah, like being out of my house for the first time in a year <laughs> and a half, it felt pretty good. Um. But yeah, you know, and, and I think even going at it from the standpoint of like me talk, my managers are my longtime managers. They manage me and, you know, my voice, I'm a voice actor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, all of the diff- various things that I do. And so I think sometimes it's hard for them to take them all serious. So I don't really think they knew what to expect until they heard the songs. And then they were just like, whoa, okay. Oh, okay. So we're really doing right. this. And for me, that sort of is... I probably what the fa- the music fan probably thinks too. Oh, the 1985 guy has decided he's going to bless us with country songs, <laughs> you know. And I was ready for that, but I think whatever if you if you sit down and listen to the songs, you'll go, oh, okay. And it's and you know what? It's definitely not what you think. Like I'm not, I don't have anything against Nashville country or the oh, I do carbon copy. And the reason <laughs> why is because it's terrible. It is. Pretty bad. <laughs> So we can be honest about okay, that. On yeah. the show. But yeah. I it like sucks. certain things. I like Luke Combs. I think mm-hmm. that guy's good. You know, you do he's a hunter, so I'll give him a pass. Okay, see, but he's good. There, so there's, uh, there is Nashville country that's good. But I will say for the most part, like I'll hear the tagline and I'll just go, oh my God, how did they get that through? Like what, uh, who? It's like. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, right? Yeah. Like, And that's just it. Like. I'm going to get on my big green tractor, shake it for the bees and the squirrels. and Oh, I can't stand the loser. rap thing. I can't stand Shut the up. rap thing. The, yeah. that, the deal where they rap now. Oh, my God. I can't and stand Those it. are the most popular ones. I know. But, you know, but that's a, that's a generational thing. Oh, it's disgusting. But, and that's why I sort of, I, I, originally I was going to kind of try to go and do the whole Nashville thing. And I actually pulled out of stuff. I, I was in town. And I was supposed to go do some radio stuff. And I was just like, you know, I don't think I want to do this. I yeah. just want to do Texas. And then if if I can conquer Texas, then we'll, then we'll talk. But yeah. I just want to do this. I just want to do Texas country with my friends. I know all these guys already anyway. Yeah. I mean, songs about Texas, it's one of the tunes on the record. You yeah. have alliterations to a bunch of yeah. songs that anyone listening to this show would know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and not only hear some brand new music off the record, uh, but we'll talk about those relationships that you forged, not in the punk rock scene, but with the Texas country music scene, the red dirt scene. Uh, And then, you know, to go from playing sold out shows wherever you go to now back in a van 
opening up for some of these guys uh, at Honky Tonks across the Lone Star State. So uh, we'll do that next. That segment brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and the 600-pound Stand and Fill. You can find their entire lineup of blinds, feeders, and smokers and barbecue pits right there at allseasonsfeeders.com. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. There lies a heart unbroken in the dark where love still grows. So follow the roads that make you feel old and brand new. If you remain kind yet aware of the signs and you'll know what to do. Wow, we live in crazy times when it comes to censorship on social media. And if you're a gun owner and a hunter, and if you're proud of those things and you post about those things, then pff, you're already on the blacklist. You're getting censored. You might not even know it. Take it from me. I had my Instagram page deleted for an entire month for no reason last year. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That kind of stuff doesn't happen over at Go Wild. It's a community of people who love to hunt, fish, and cook their wild game. They also love guns. If you want to be a part of that kind of place where you're not getting censored, where they actually promote posts, with that kind of content, just go to download Go Wild. It's a free app. I absolutely love it. You'll see me there posting every day. So come on, join the conversation at Go Wild. I'm Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. Cable Smith, welcome each and every one of you back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms Girl. All the bad guys want Bowling for Soup, and we've got Bowling for Soup's Jarrett Ray Reddick here in studio. And we're about to hear some tunes off of his latest venture in a completely different genre, one that you're probably more familiar with. Um, but before we do that, this segment brought to you by Mossberg Firearms and the MC2SC. 9mm Pistola. It's a great EDC. I love mine. You can get it single or double stacked, and you can find it over at Mossberg.com. Okay, well, let's pick it back up here with Jarrett Reddick. Well, or now for his new persona, Jarrett Ray Reddick. Uh, so you were already pretty well entrenched in the Texas country scene. Uh, Cody Canada is featured on one of the songs. Cody Jeez. Canada is on the record. Longtime friend of mine. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've known... Cody for 20 years mm -hmm. um, Cross Canadian Ragweed and Bowling for Soup used to play together all the time I you know I've known Casey Donahue for years and Matt Hillier and I you know grew up in the scene together mm -hmm. and so yeah I, I'm I definitely know 
a lot of people and and it's been nice you know i've i've got I've, I've got Stony LaRue asking me to do openers and and like i said i'm playing with john wolf i got a kevin fowler show coming up yeah but okay so go back to that cuz okay. we were talking about that off the air you're you're opening for john wolf yeah and, and john wolf's great i like his yeah. music uh i'd go see his he plays at hanks and mckinney sometimes i'd go totally see one of his shows right but it's john wolf and yeah. he hasn't had the the career that you've had yeah, the skin's yeah. on the wall so is that weird saying now I'm gonna go open for this guy when you don't need you don't need the money like so yeah um no I, I, it's a mindset really you know it's it's that look I had I will tell you this here's a lesson learned and actually this is kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. where you don't always succeed in everything that you if you do but my first side project that I put out um was uh, you know 15 16 years ago. And I learned very quickly that just because I'm the dude in Bowling for Soup doesn't mean that all these Bowling for Soup people are just going to go over there and pay attention to me. Right. It is not a perfect. You're lucky if you get three percent. Yeah. Like you, you're. I'm start. I'm not starting over. I'm not starting from scratch. But I am definitely. I I need to go support other musicians. Uh-huh. And so I had to, you know, I just really it was a mindset thing for me. I'm like, look, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to assume that I can just go play Hanks and sell it out myself because I can't. Right. Um, which is interesting because I could probably go to Hanks and play as Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup and people think I'm going to do Bowling for Soup songs and I'd probably get pretty close to selling it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this mindset thing of like, look, I, this is what I want to do. I want to get in front of those fans. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't have any ego, honestly. It's funny. After you and I, I would started say talking about this. It is, of, uh, you know, it shows that if you had a big ego, you wouldn't be like, okay, I'm going to go open up for John Oh, Wolf. sure. Yeah. Oh, no, or I definitely whoever. don't have an ego. Yeah. At all. Like, and, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't think that it was so that, you know, the band lit, you know, sleeping oh, yeah. with my clothes uh-huh. on. I mean, those guys just opened up for us on a tour in the UK. And those guys have one of those songs that literally everyone on the planet dun, knows. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. You can just hear, and everybody knows it, right? And so, you just have to sort of have it in your head of like, well, this is what I want to do and this is the way forward. Yeah. Um, but I just want to play. I just, I'm really just enjoying playing. I love my band that I've put together. I love hanging out with them. Um, you know, and so far the shows have been a lot of fun. So, so you're on, you're in a van now in a van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you were touring in a van? 2003. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got in a bus, uh, girl, the bad guys want got nominated for a Grammy and, uh, Sales went up, and uh, we were in a bus, 2003. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is, you know, you got to put that. If you had an ego, you wouldn't be doing it. No. There's no way. No. And, uh, and if I didn't really love it, or yeah. love what I do, and, and all of that. So, and, but this, is, this came in just a minute ago after you and I talked about this. My tour manager said, okay, uh, <laughs> there's not, they're not really telling us how many guest list spots we can have for these two shows with John Wolf." Um, but we just have to be responsible about it, right? Whereas like in, in BFS, if I would just say, this is our guest list, just this is what it is. You right. know, like you, we're going to tell you what it is, right? right? And, but then he goes, also, I don't think you're going to have a dressing room. And I just put, I just assume on all of these shows, I don't have a dressing room. <laughs> you know, like, because it's like, I know what the dressing room is like in Lava because I've never not sold that place out as Bowling for Soup. Right. And so... That's where John Wolf is going to be. Yeah. I'm going to be 
at the bar, I guess. Right. You know? <laughs> and uh, I just assume it's the same for Houston. Yeah. But also so cool because you're invested in it. You yeah, know? totally. Like, no, I really, I'm all in. Yeah, I am definitely all in and I really mean it. And, you know, as you said, you were listening to Royal Family before mm-hmm. I got here. And, you know, that's a really important song to me. It's talking about, you know, me finding my uh, biological sisters, at, you know, in my mid 40s that I didn't even knew existed. Mm. You know, pretty crazy. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take a listen to it. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. can't choose the blood that's in your veins You can't redo yesterday You can go by a brand new name But your heart still beats the same Thank God that'll never change So here's to the sisters I never knew I had the brother that I did My kids and my mother And the man I called my dad He gave me everything he had No castles or thrones But a lifetime of love and memory Here's to my royal family Looking back is easy now, we've come so far No more shooting for the stars Never needed crowns, we know who we are Deep breaths coming from this guitar And it all started in a bar So here's to the sisters I never knew I had brothers that I did to drive in all night waking up in the van we didn't do it for the fans no castles or thrones but a lifetime of love and memory here's to my royal family There's a girl that loves me now for who I am With her came a little man Looks just like his mama and talks like his dad And thinks his brother might be Batman Thank God he had a plan So here's to the sisters I never knew I had the brother that I did My sons and my daughter And a lifetime of friends Some we wish that we still had No castles and thrones But a lifetime of love and memory Here's to my 
royal family. Here's to my royal family. So that's Royal Family. Yep. Love that one, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. And like you said, you're telling a story. Telling a story, you know. And I, the other thing, when I talk about punk rock, you know, I remember I used to say all the time, George Strait's the, he's the, he's the most punk rock guy in the world. I've since altered that. I think Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash were the most punk rock dudes ever. But mm. George Strait, his songs are punk. They're two and a half minutes, no bridges. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, a little break, chorus, done. That is, that's the blueprint. Right. That's every punk rock song ever. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Let's, uh, let's keep the tunes going. Yeah. Let's play another one off the new record. Sure. Uh, what do you want to do next? Let's do one of the good ones. This was my, uh, you know, my first actual single. Uh, went top 30 here in Texas. And, uh, you know, super proud of this one. The video, everybody should go check it out. It's, uh, it's got, features my brother and my band and... Uh, my other band, Bowling for Soup, and uh, my best friend, Linus. It's a, it's a good watch. Right on. People come and go. Memories fade. But not one with you will ever go away. Stacking up the years and a few blessings. Yes, I count you right up there with the best Like a good song plays on and on You're one of the good ones You shoot straight I know a thousand people you love And not one that you hate You make the world a better place Always a smile on your face In days full of darkness You're the sun You're one of the good ones We lose track of time Somehow we go Way too long without cracking us a beer We've both been through heartache both made our mistakes and I can't count the times you've saved me from myself you're one of the good ones you shoot straight I know a thousand people you love and not one that you hate you make the world a better place always a smile on your face in days full of darkness you're the sun You're one of the good ones You're the first phone call I make When I just need a friend To bitch about some stupid stuff Then call right back again Cause I felt the need to tell you About the time I met James Bond And even if heard that story before you let me go on and on you're one of the good ones
Love that one, man. So that's a, that's a previous single yep. off of Just Woke Up. Yes. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. Okay. We'll come back. We'll keep the tunes rolling. Sounds good. Perfect. That segment brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee and the Power Llama Light Roast. I'm about to pour myself another cup here during the break, so it might be a little hyped up on the other side. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I'm crazy for trying and crazy and I'm crazy for loving you. Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust, and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90-day turnaround time when you use e-forms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines. And nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's Specialty Foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckins, and turduckin rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at chrisspecialtyfoods.com and have it delivered to your door. Did you know that Orvis has been family-owned since its inception in 1856? Think about that. Uh, they also donate 5% back to protecting nature. Orvis and his customers have raised and donated more than $20 million to protecting nature over the past 25 years. They continue to grow a community of outdoorsmen and women with classes focused on everything from fly fishing to wing shooting and hunting dog handling from basics all the way to advanced. And don't forget about their unique fly fishing and wing shooting trips all over the world. Orvis, proudly American-made fly fishing gear since 1856. Girl in Texas, a little John Wolf bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith riding shotgun with you as always. Thanks so much for dropping by today as we're still visiting with uh, Jarrett Ray Reddick of Bowling for Soup. Take a, a listen to some more tunes here momentarily, including a classic one that my kids absolutely dig. And this segment is sponsored by our friends over at Stealth Cam. Okay, Jarrett, thanks for sticking around, brother. Good to still be here. Yeah. Uh, so you talked a little bit about your experiences hunting as a kid. Yeah. Didn't quite go. As, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a blueprint for having a, a long, successful hunting career. I have one more that I really think I need to tell you. Yeah, let's do it. Because it goes back to you being punished uh, for the deer thing. And this is true. I was in the eighth grade. Uh-huh. 
And uh, my brother and I went down to visit my sister, and uh, her husband was a big hunter. And they had, you know, deer lease with, um, what do you call them, where you go up into the thing? The blinds uh, or stand. In the stand, uh-huh. right. So my brother-in-law was like, climb up that thing, get in that stand, and if you see a deer, shoot it. But don't come out of that deer blind, because if you come out of that deer blind, you may get shot. Right? <laughs> and I'm a little kid, you know? Yeah. And we we do things different a little a little different today these days era of like yeah. introducing kids into the sport. Oh my God. I had to poop. Yeah, I had to poop so bad, and I held it as long as I could. This is a true story. Uh, and on my way down that tree, I couldn't hold it anymore, and I pooped my pants. <laughs> as a as a just this thirteen year old oh, like braces just already awkward, uh-huh. and had to do like the leave my underwear and the leaf cleanup and stuff. And so I guess from these two stories, you have gone in my pants, but I've definitely had to lose a sock before. Yeah. 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 But I'm like, oh, I'm so religious about having toilet paper at all times. And, and whoever told you that's wrong. If you have to go poop, you just get out and go. Yeah. No, just I, kick some leaves over it and call it good. I don't even think they hunted. I think they went and drank beer uh-huh. and just left me there because it was a good place to keep me for a while. You if, know, <laughs> babysitting the, the, exactly. let nature babysit him uh, right. but you know there's studies out there that say if you uh, urinate or defecate like in the woods within 15 minutes the deer can't tell if that was human a cow another deer oh really yes yeah, so that makes sense doesn't matter really yeah but well, uh, yeah so what about what about guns I don't have a problem with guns uh, I have a shotgun I have a 20 gauge uh-huh. um and uh, that, that's the same one that I, I used to hunt and all of that. My, but now, in my band, um, in Bowling for Soup, Chris and Gary are... Well, all three of the other guys actually have guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris and Gary are, like, big into it. Rob's wife is military, so oh, they've wow. got, you know, their, their stuff like that. So yeah. um, I, I think we're going to... Me and the wife have been talking about getting a handgun, you uh-huh. know, doing the class. You don't you don't have to do the class anymore, right. but I think we're gonna. You should. Yeah, yeah. just do it cuz I did it in school. It's funny. I I took um I I needed an elective or something and so I took the class uh it was it was outdoor something or other and it was a hunting fishing class uh-huh. and you got your fishing license and you had to talk do whole gun safety and all that. And so I've been through it before, but it'd be it it's always good to refresh, you know? Oh yeah. But, uh, Absolutely. Uh yeah. and my wife's the same way. I keep trying to get her to start carrying. Yeah. And she's just like, no, I just don't, I don't want, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, I can show you. She goes, no, <laughs> if someone's going to show me, we're going to take a class. Yeah, we take the like, class. Well, yeah. I don't need to take, I've taken the class. Right. But yeah. I'd rather my wife do it too. It's almost like, like my son takes guitar lessons and drum lessons mm-hmm. and everybody's like, why don't you teach him? And I'm like, because he doesn't want that. And, you know, it's like, I can't even help him do his homework without him being like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the quickest way to get into a fight. 100%. So, you know what? With the wife, like, let's just do a class. But uh, I grew up with guns. Um, You know, my grandpa, my dad, and um, my grandpa used to, we used to go fishing up in the Wichita Mountains, and my grandpa would have a pistol, Mm -hmm. and uh, he would shoot snakes, and and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know, just shooting snakes. So, do you still enjoy fishing? Love fishing. Um, I don't get to go quite as much, you know, obviously, I spend a lot of time on the road. Well, you guys, Um, my, you know, I've been doing this almost 15 years, and it seems like every musician story is the same, like, yeah, I would love to go hunting or fishing more. 
but yeah. everyone invites me on the weekends and that's yes. when I'm gigging. 100%. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Or you're being a dad, you know, yeah. and, and it's, you know, dad, dad stuff is way different than it was when we were kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we go to all the games and, you know, it's like, yeah. Parents go to practices now. Like when I was a kid, like we rode our bike to practice. There wasn't one parent there. Right. And now it's like There's every a coach parent is and the there. kids. Coach and the kids. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have a uh, thing that I say about basketball, uh, about baseball. It's funny. It's like there's something about the sport of baseball where every dad feels like they need to be at practice with a glove and out there participating, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to knock any of you dads out there, but there is a coach out there, you know. But anyway, I just sit there with the moms and uh, hang out. Most of the time they're drinking, you know, in their Sonic cup. Or their Yeti cup or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. it's the suburbs. I'm going to take it easy tonight, actually, because I had a big weekend. I haven't had a weekend home since July, like Mm. a full weekend home. And so they scheduled two adult birthday parties this weekend and Sunday, I was just like, yeah, man, I don't I, like I, I drink on tour the whole time. And I don't know if I've ever been this ready to not drink. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. tonight I'm going to keep it to water and uh, follow the kids in the golf cart. Right on. Right on. Um, so if you did get the chance to go fishing, would you like go want to go for saltwater or are you happy with bass or crappie or what would what, what be your favorite? Thing? So I, I'm not. I'm not crazy about deep sea stuff. Mm-hmm. I, we just did that actually a couple of months ago on vacation. I had a lot of fun. Um, I like always, I mean, I do like the more relaxing sort of just like cast out, sit there, drink a beer, enjoy nature. Mm-hmm. I think probably one of the reasons why musicians like it so much is because we don't really get to do that. Yeah. You know, there's just not a lot of time to just sit outside and just hang, you know, and just mm-hmm. kind of be there. Um, but the most fun I've ever had was Montana, um, and it was, uh, you know, um, fly fishing. Mm. And, you know, it was cold as cold can be, but I was in waders, and, you know, I had, um, I just had my beers in a uh, plastic bag floating there in my waders, <laughs> you know, and just casting and releasing and casting and releasing, and I just had just the best day. Um, and so fly fishing is is high on my list. Um you know, I, I, uh, my ex father in law took me out to Richland Chambers one time, and we 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 uh, fished for redfish, mm. and uh, and had a lot of fun doing that too. It wouldn't be redfish. What would it have been striped bass? Maybe hybrids. Hybrids. Maybe. Hybrids on Richland. Okay, yeah, that, Richland that, Chambers has hybrids. That's what it is. There yeah. are two lakes in Texas that have redfish, but it's a saltwater fish. But uh, Calaveras, and there's another one that starts with a B, Browning maybe. Yeah. In San Antonio, which they've gotten these redfish to they don't reproduce there because it's salt it's they have fresh to stock water. it right yeah yeah but you can't catch them there which i haven't done i think it would be a lot of fun yeah let's take a listen to another tune off of the new record just woke up okay what do you want to do let's do this one we'll do um the first song on the album uh i think everybody will kind of get the tongue-in-cheek aspect if you've been listening to me talk you'll kind of get this one it's called way more country and uh you know, I again, I grew up in Wichita Falls. Uh, I shot a barn owl, <laughs> and I my first my first car was a '69 Ford Ranger pickup. Uh, I drove that thing into the ground, and then a then a stepside Silverado until I had to get a band van. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I'm definitely way more country than you think. And how many? Okay, how many tattoos do you actually have? 
so I there's no way to have a number because they all run together now. Uh, but it's I am. I'm a pretty big dude and I'm pretty covered. I'll just say that. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I sing in a punk rock band. And I know every word to that Eminem song stand. And I've got about 110 tattoos. But I'm way more country than you. You didn't grow up in a small town You don't drive a truck And if you do It's probably a Tesla You don't drink Miller Lite Begs you for a champagne guy I bet you can't name one Eight is wrestler I sing in a punk rock band One time in Las Vegas Garth Brooks said he was a fan And I've got about 112 tattoos But I'm way more country than you Kenny Rogers and the Gambler Taught me more than just a poker face Before I waste your time and keep on rambling I let you hold them while I fold and walk away. Hey! that one thanks man yeah, yeah that was uh a good one right that is a true story by the way i did meet garth brooks in las vegas and he did uh he knew who bowling for soup was and was just like here's what he said to me he goes oh man you guys stay busy <laughs> and i was like man that's the coolest thing i've ever heard in my life like <laughs> yeah know, like he's keeping up with us yeah <laughs> at the time anyway that's awesome yeah um i wish you know my only thing with with garth is put your music on spotify yeah you know, I, you kind of can't help but wonder, and this is just me, but you kind of can't help but wonder if that maybe that's just not him that's yeah. making that decision, you know? I don't know. It, it doesn't it's make weird. any There's sense. There's not very many. Even like uh, like Tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to listen to Tool all the time in high school. And they're not streaming. Well, they finally got on Spotify, but they were yeah. they held out for forever. And I just don't know. Like, it's crazy. It's I mean, you know, they're, um, the, you know, I'll just put it this way. I mean, we're a we're a pretty successful band and we never made a cent from selling albums. Mm-hmm. We, we get paid for streaming, you know, and I know yeah. a lot of, a lot of artists aren't happy with it, but you know, it's something. Yeah. Better yeah. Than nothing. Well, as we wrap up, yeah. I told you my kids would kill me. Yeah. If you didn't play Ohio, all they right. know all the words. 
and uh, I turn it on the truck, and they just start singing along. So uh, can we play that one for us? Yeah, let's do Ohio Comeback Sex. Now, I'm going to do the Bowling for Soup version pretty much like as far as like the way that it's arranged. But I did this on uh, my country record, too. It's a little bit different, but um, when I do acoustic, I kind of stick to the BFS version. So um, Perfect. Well, that's Ohio. the one that they know. So Good. Said she needed a break A little time to think But then she went to Cleveland With some guy named Leland That she met at the bank There's nothing wrong with Ohio Except the snow and the rain I really like Drew Carey And I'd love to see The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame So when you're done Doing whatever and when you're through Doing whoever you know Denton County will be right here Waiting for you Come back to Texas It's just not the same since you went away Before you lose your accent And forget all about the Lone Star State There's a seat for you at the rodeo And I've got every sport and save Besides the Mexican food sucks nor the here anyway I think I made a mistake It's not that easy to take She went to make a deposit Then she cleaned out her closet Guess I'll sit here and wait For her to come back home It shouldn't take very long I bet she misses the sunrise And misses bare fruit pies But I could be wrong so when you're done doing whatever and when you're through doing whoever you know Denton County will be right here waiting for you come back to Texas it's just not the same since you went away I bet you missed your exit and drove right on through the Lone Star State there's a seat for you at the rodeo and I've got every slow and safe Besides the Mexican food sucks nor the year anyway Troy Aikman wants you back Willie Nelson wants you back NASA wants you back And Bree Bagwell wants you back The Alamo wants you back and Pantera wants you back I've got a premonition I'm taking a petition And the whole state's gonna sign Come back to Texas It's just not the same Since you went away Before you lose your accent Don't forget all about The Lone Star State there's a seat for you at the rodeo And I've got every slow dance saved So come back to Texas <laughs> That Thank one you. takes me back to uh, 
I would have been in like my second go round of college, like for the for the first degree. Yeah, still. but you okay. know, like I told you, were it was you in Denton by then? It was an illustrious career. So you said that one came out in two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, I think I just finished. Like I left Baylor as a junior, then took okay. like a year and a half off from school, right? And then went to Denton. So, gotcha. But uh, that one was right in my wheelhouse of like turning, you know, twenty one. Yeah. And, you know. Well, and you you know around here. Bowling for Soup was, you know, we we were sort of the hometown heroes. Oh yeah, and so uh, I'm sure that that was, you know, uh, at, at all of the parties and stuff at the time. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, I want everybody to uh, check out the new record. Thank you. Like yeah. we talked about, you're you're fully invested in it. I uh, am. Yeah, Jarrett Ray Reddick. If you just put the Ray in there, it'll come up. But that's anyway, more country. It's more country. Yeah. Way more country than you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can go to JarrettRayReddick.com or just JarrettReddick.com if you're interested in the other things. I, I you know, I, I keep busy. I got a few podcasts and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't have any hobbies. I'll go play golf about four or five times a year just because I, I have to do something else, but yeah. I just really enjoy creating things. Well, we'll have to get you on that boar hunt if, you, if you're really Please, serious about doing I, that. You know, everybody says this to me. So I was just talking to Casey Donahue about this the other day, and he's like, oh, we could do that anytime. I was like, let's plan it. I, I really do. I want to <laughs> shoot one of those things. All right. And then Dave, my tour manager used to TM Casey. And he goes, oh, yeah, we can do this thing where we take you up in a helicopter and you just blast him with a machine gun. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to do the thing where we ride around in the back of a truck and then you just pull up to one and I shoot it and then they clean it and then we eat it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm going to make you at least, I don't know, gut it. Oh, I would do that. Let's go shoot a pig. All right. We'll set it up. All right. I know just the place. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks again. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thanks for having me. Yes, and uh, yeah, y'all uh, keep listening. Cable is the nicest dude ever. I had to reschedule this, and you were so cool about it. Uh, so hey, no worries, you. man. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks for making the trip. Yep. So there you have it. Jarrett Ray Reddick. Uh, awesome stuff there. Super down-to-earth fella. Um, unfortunately, we got to go. Just looking at the clock. Got to get out of here. Flat out of time. Uh, thanks to Jarrett, Jarrett Ray. Uh, whatever you want to call them. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate.